Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. Stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our good buddy King. What's up, bud? Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. And you know he he is the problem. The reason <laughs> the reason why we didn't have a, a show last Thursday. Um, I'm not sure if you guys follow him on uh, Facebook or whatever. Um, he tried to get into backstage of Taylor Swift uh, dressing area, and I had to go bail him out of jail. Well, listen, in actuality, there were a couple of reasons why we didn't have a show last week, but <laughs> I did attend the Taylor Swift Errors Tour last weekend uh, here in uh, beautiful East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife Stadium, also known as the Big Air Conditioning Unit. Uh, <laughs> it just looks like a giant carrier that you have outside your house if you have central air. Um, I got to tell you something, brother. I will say this. We're going to start off on this just a little bit. Okay. Uh, what a fucking show. What a great show. I'm sorry. Like, listen, I know this is not our target demographic. I get it. I understand. But from a strictly entertainment point of view, fucking Taylor Swift puts on a fucking show, man. Absolutely unbelievable. Great show. And, and now, I listen, it doesn't hurt that she looks hot as hell. Don't well, get me wrong. That. You know, I mean, it's, it's Napoleon Dynamite and drag, but you know. Um, <laughs> just stop. Just stop. I you're going to do that on, in June. In June, in Pride Month, you're going to start doing that. Unbelievable. You're going to get canceled. You're going to get us canceled. <laughs> well, if I didn't get canceled for saying I watched Sanford and Son and it should be still on TV, then I, I think I'm okay. <laughs> oh, Sanford and Son still is on TV. I saw it on my TV the other day. It was yeah, on one of the it's, it's, it's on like late at night now. Uh, no, it was on the middle of the day. They did like a whole marathon of it. Oh, yeah, it was on. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah. Well, but uh, I, I but saw... I to, again. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what's that? What's that? No, I, I saw... Go, uh, go right ahead. I saw our buddy um, Aaron Rodgers uh, tripping on some shrooms at the show. Yeah, he was enjoying the show. Well, he's friends with Taylor. Uh, he's friends with Taylor, and he's friends with Miles Teller, who is friends with Taylor. He's friends with, you know, who's also married to Kaylee Teller, who puts out a bunch of the clues and other stuff on her social media for Taylor. And yeah, Taylor's got like a like a little inner circle, and Aaron is a part of that. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. Uh, so uh, I saw a couple posts uh, of people saying that Aaron wanted to get traded to the Jets just so he could go to the show at MetLife. Uh, <laughs> with Taylor but he was here's the thing man again I've been uh with uh my fiance now for five years uh when we first met uh within the first I think three months we were together she brought me to uh the Taylor Swift reputation show at MetLife Stadium and again at that point the only thing I knew about Taylor Swift was that she was hot I didn't really like I knew and shake it off and stuff like that, like the, like the, the, the earworms that were always out there. But I didn't really know a lot of her songs. I didn't know the apparently deep, deep Taylor Swift lore that these Swifties <laughs> have and all that kind of stuff. So I wasn't quite indoctrinated yet. So I went to the show. It was good. She looked hot during it. Da, 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 whatever. Here we go. Five years later, here I am at the Eras tour with my fiance after five years of indoctrination. And I am sitting along to every goddamn so I'm I'm Aaron, if you saw Aaron Rodgers there where he's grooving along that was me the whole show hands in the air waving them like I didn't care screaming the lyrics along dude I will say this as well uh I've been to countless sporting events in my life uh you know I listen I was there when the Devils won their first Stanley Cup in 1995 with my father um I've been ever since I worked in radio um I've been to many, 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 many concerts, uh, rock concerts. Uh, I've seen everybody. I've seen Megadeth and Slayer. I've seen Avenged Sevenfold. I've seen, I've seen just about anybody. Rob Zombie, by the way, another person who puts on an absolutely fantastic show, whether you like their music or not. Rob Zombie's great. Yeah. Um, there were two times in that show uh, when she kind of first took the stage after her first song. And then another uh, time after she sang uh, Champagne Problems was uh, the other song that she had sang. Okay. It was the loudest crowd I've ever been a part of. Well, I mean, and I can say that definitively. It was the loudest I have ever been in a venue in my life. And the one that was for the, her, she had about a four minute ovation after she sang Champagne Problems. And it went on at a decibel level that I can only say was jet engine loud to the point where it was rattling my teeth. I shit you not. And it went on for four fucking minutes. It was the loudest I've ever been in a venue. Well, that, will, that will happen when you're piping uh, sound. Listen, she's not the Atlanta Falcons or the Indianapolis Colts. Let's let's calm let's calm that down right now. And that's what I mean. Like, so like a lot of people go out there and listen. I understand if Taylor Swift's not your cup of tea and you don't want to listen to her. It's like oh, it's just not my music. I get that. That's fine. Everybody's music is different. Listen, I'm not sitting there myself putting Taylor Swift on every day or listening to Taylor Swift. 
or do, although I will say folklore is a fucking banger of an album. That's probably your best album to put out. Me personally, very art- artistically solid, well-rounded, great lyrics, all that kind of shit. Sorry. Got to put that out. <laughs> uh, you know, am I, a, have I become a Swifty? I don't know. My, my, my fiance has done great work apparently uh, because I sit here and I defend Taylor Swift all the time. So I get, I get if you don't like her, I get if you're not, you know, into her music, but you, listen, you can't shit on her, uh, for her success you can't shit on her for the show the production value of that show was fucking insane like that thing and not only that she went three and a half fucking hours she sings like 44 45 songs during a car like dude like uh, jj watt all the way back in march when she did her first show in phoenix was absolutely correct what taylor swift does with this show is one of the most incredible and impressive athletic feats I have ever seen anybody do. And she does this three times a fucking weekend. That That's the only aspect of it I'll give her respect for is, like you said, three and a half hours without taking a... Did, did she take a break? No. Like, like, a like she does, the, she does the, the wardrobe changes, the costume changes, but even then, like the visuals and the, like the concert doesn't stop. Yeah, like it never good. stops. You're always seeing something, hearing something. There's always something going on. Like, you know, and even some of her transitions, when she goes from her, her secret song set where she does like, she does two songs acoustically uh, that aren't part of the regular uh, rotation. So she does like a, one on a guitar, one on the piano. When she's done with that, dude, she fucking Olympic dives into the stage like, have you ever seen, like, the swimmers where they go off the blocks and jump right into the pool? Yeah. Like, that's what she does. Into the fucking stage. And then there's a, a an LED graphic Taylor Swift that swims all the way up the runway of the stage, all the way to the top of the stage. And then she pops out there in her next outfit for the next era. Dude, I'm telling you, like, it is legitimately, like, a fucking... It, the, the production... The entertainment value, everything about the show was was top notch. If you can get a ticket like on, on a secondary market, you can't get a ticket now yeah. unless you've got like fucking twenty grand, which is stupid. But if you were able to, if you can get a ticket for face value somehow, I would say to anybody listening, go to the show. Even if you're not a huge Taylor Swift fan, if you know somebody who is, bring them or something like. Again, I'm only saying if you can find the ticket at face value, because if not, don't spend fucking. 20 grand on it you just that's that's yeah. nothing worth that you know except maybe a five guys burger uh but <laughs> which is a cost about that much anyway uh, i haven't had five guys in a while neither have i you know why because i'm fucking poor <laughs> nobody's got fucking 75 dollars to buy a burger and fries nobody does anymore um but yeah dude just an uh, what a great fucking show it was it really was great i had a great time we again it was uh I mean, I, I was going to go anyway because obviously the fiance was going to go. Yeah. But we were able to kind of wrap it up in my goddaughter's 11th birthday. She's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Had never been to the concert. Had never seen anything like that. So we surprised her, uh, showing her we got the tickets again. We got these tickets back when they first went on sale. My fiance had to go through fucking war to get these fucking things. Was that when the whole Ticketmaster thing crashed or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. That whole fucking <laughs> bullshit that happened. So, but some she was able to get it on the second day with the Capital One pre-sale. Uh, like again, where there was still kind of 
uh, fuckery going on, but she was able to get it. So I've had to sit on this for seven months before we surprised my, my goddaughter with it. Uh, but we surprised her with it. She broke down crying. Like it was exactly, it, it was exactly the response everybody was hoping for. Yeah. Uh, she, she, and she enjoyed it. Like how she dressed up. We got, uh, her mother got her a costume, uh, to be just like Taylor Swift from one of her tours, uh, uh the cool. ringmaster Taylor, whatever. Yeah. Dude, it was, she had a blast. My fiance had a blast. I had a blast. Uh, my sister, who is my goddaughter's mother, obviously, uh, she had a blaze. Like we all just had such a great time, uh, and and that's the you know that's that, that's the be all end all of it. And I see a lot of people, you know, on Twitter and on other stuff, they're giving people a lot of shit. Like I see Dave Portnoy is kind of a kind of carrying the banner for the male Swifty, okay, uh, as it were. And people, you know, give him shit. Oh, Taylor, she's gay. Your music's gay. You suck. She sucks. Listen, you can say a lot of things about Taylor Swift. You can say this is what I mean. You can sit there and say, I just don't like her music. That's fine. Every, like Music is subjective. Music yeah. is, I'm never going to sit there and say to somebody, well, you have to like this. How do you not like this? No, I get that. But to say she sucks is, first of all, completely and patently untrue. Second of all, at the by the time this tour ends, she's going to be a fucking billionaire. You know what I mean? And, and made it all by herself in, what, 15, 17 years since she's yeah. been uh, uh, making records. Uh, so she's got all of that shit going on. Like she said, these shows, not only did these shows sell out, like, again, you're talking about there, there was a congressional investigation about how her tickets were sold by Ticketmaster because it caused such a fucking problem because there was so much demand for it because I mean, it, it caused fucking issues. Yeah. And you go to these shows and that's what I mean. It's fucking jet engine loud when you're there. Like that's the only thing I can think of is like maybe is that what like Kansas City and Seattle's like? But I again I can't imagine that it's that loud for that long either. Like I'm sure it gets to that point at, yeah. at, at, at some points, but like I, I, again in all my days of going to all the different uh, uh, sporting events and concerts and just you know public venues where things would get loud and you cheer and there's a lot you know there's a, thousands upon thousands of people cheering. That is the loudest I've, environment I've ever been in in my life. Uh, so to go in there and say like, "Oh, she sucks and you suck and she's gay, she's terrible," you know, like, listen, dude. First of all, she's not gay; she's bi. I, I is my firm belief, anyway. So, uh, at least in my imagination. Um, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, like, and, and not only that, but especially with some of her later albums, like Folklore, Evermore, stuff like that. Like, she got real deep with it. Like, she got more into the 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 lyrical shit more artistic she you know she she kind of moved away from the pop kind of went to indie rock a little bit you know yeah so i give her credit with that i give her credit with always reinventing herself i give her credit with staying relevant staying on top of everything and again putting on these fucking shows that are just each one gets better and better and better and and this show putting on a three and a half fucking hour show three times a fucking weekend from March until the end of and until the what August eighth, I think is the last one at SoFi. Um, like she she's ridiculously artistically gifted. She's successful. She knows how to put on a show. She knows how to do all this other shit. Um and then you just look at just the straight physical part of it. Like putting on oh, this yeah. show. Like, listen, I'm sitting in a, me and my fiance are sitting in a fucking crowd and two songs in we're looking at each other like we're fucking exhausted. 
how the fuck is she going to do this for another three hours and 25 minutes? Like, fucking Christ. Wow. By the end of the show, our legs are killing us, and we're just standing there. Like, you do a little jump in and dancing around and stuff like that. But you're basically just standing there. Yeah. And here she is fucking strutting around the stage, going up and down these fucking things, pulling off a fucking uh, a burlesque show in the middle of the fucking thing on a chairs, doing, like, Bob Fosse routines and shit. <laughs> like, how the fuck does she do that? No, like I, she's she's got to be in a, a much more incredible shape than than uh, I've I will ever be in my life. That's for fucking sure. I don't know how how true this is. Um, I heard it on uh, Sirius XM, like one of their uh, news you know breaks or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, th- there's been a lot of Swifty fans that are actually wearing adult diapers during the show, so they don't miss any of her songs because it's. I can understand. Listen. I would be lying. I would be lying to you if I said. Oh, don't tell me you were wearing even one. Even in a jokingly, <laughs> even in jokingly, that it wasn't a subject that was broached by everybody that, that we went in our little group. It was like, because I was, we were, uh, you know, I'm going there. I'm pretty okay, but I'm dealing with three females that oh, yeah. <laughs> have notoriously small bladders. So, like, it was a conversation, even if it was jokingly, like maybe some panty liners may not be a bad idea for everybody. <laughs> maybe a couple, because that's the other thing too. Is now the the good thing is they they went to the bathroom like basically r- as soon as the last opening act, Phoebe Bridgers left. Yeah, they went. They were able to get to the bathroom and back before the show started, which I was happy for. I didn't want my I didn't want my guy door to the miss the beginning yeah. so they were able to go they were able to come back and everything like that so and then they were able to hold it but that's a again it's a three and a half hour fucking show that's a hard time for anybody to try to hold their piss well, I mean, you know just, what i'm saying just think about it that, that's a that's an nfl game that's a uh used to be a mlb game you know you just imagine right. sitting and, there drinking see, and, it's, a, it's an it's an nfl game but there's no halftime yeah there's no intermission there's no oh let's you can hit the head real quick and come like there's none of that it's it's three and a half hours but from when it starts, it's fucking go for yeah. three and a half hours. Again, which brings me back to the point of how impressive it is what she does. Because I gotta, I'm saying, how does she do it? Like she's got to piss herself at some point, right? Like fucking <laughs> I mean, Christ. Well, I mean, Fergie uh, did. You know, like like uh, like like think of like when she does the costume changes. Like she doesn't have that much time. Like she can't. She can't be like, okay, let me let me jump in here while this bit's going on and 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 just take a leak real quick. Like, there's really no time for her to do that because she's got to go and slip into the next fucking outfit she has, yeah. you know? So, like, you add on, on top of all the athletic shit, the fact that she performs all of that and doesn't piss for fucking three and a half hours? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's, it really, it really was something. It was a great show. If you are going, if you have a fiance, a wife, a girlfriend, somebody you're going with, uh, you know, uh, out there, I'm telling you, you're gonna enjoy the show. You're gonna love it. Yeah, you're gonna not want to tell anybody you did, but you're you're gonna sit there secretly. You're gonna start singing along to it a little bit. You're gonna start feeling that energy. You're gonna, I mean, it's it's impossible not to. And that's the other thing too. If you're going to the show, you know, and you're you're a guy, you know, you're like you know, like, you know, me, six foot eight, you know, three hundred pounds. I'm a guy, guy, titties, sports beer, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> um, if you're going. 
like go but you don't listen you don't have to sit there and prove that you're 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 a man's manly man when you're going there you know what i mean you don't have to sit there with your arms crossed and have a fucking puss on your face while she's singing and everybody else is having fun or just sitting down and i'm like oh okay i'm just i'm just here because my girlfriend's here you know i'm just listen if you go if you are going have a good time just go enjoy it for what it is enjoy it yourself sit there even if you don't know the words just sit around enjoy the atmosphere enjoy the show just visually the show's fucking nuts like just go enjoy it have fun uh uh like i did because i'll tell you what it's honestly one of the best shows i've ever been to yeah. in my life and i never thought you, you if you asked me five six years ago if a taylor swift concert would ever be my top three concert going experiences or, or live event experiences ever i'd tell you to go pound fucking sand but yeah. here we are and i'm telling you that I, that show was incredible brother it really was now what i'm hoping for what i'm hoping for us to happen me for me and you um we obviously got to see metallica together at lincoln financial um yes couple giant no well just one giants game right Giants Philly. Uh, we only saw one Giants game. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm because I didn't see no confirmation of this yet, but it was a very um, realistic rumor that the Flyers and Devils are playing an outdoor game in January. Yes, I believe that is uh, pretty much confirmed. Like the NHL schedule doesn't come out yet, but from what I understand, is that MetLife Stadium will be hosting two outdoor games. Uh, one will be the New York Rangers versus the New York Islanders, and the other one will be uh, the Philadelphia Flyers versus the New Jersey Devils. I uh, hope that, that so happens. I think, that is, I think I think it no. I think it's that that part. I believe as much as confirmed. Okay. Because again, you have to. Like, these things have to be booked out in advance anyway. Yeah, that's true. Like whenever you're dealing with a stadium, whenever you're dealing with something like that, like those things have to be uh, booked out. Uh, so this is, it's going to be in February. I believe it's going to be that week, uh, that, that in between Super Bowl week. So I think it's like February 8th or something. Okay. Um, uh, something like that Sunday, that weekend. Uh, so I believe that was what I saw, but yeah, that's going to be the, uh, that's going to be the two games there. They're going to do one day is going to be the, uh, Islanders and Rangers, which Again, it's kind of weird. I would I, I would have put them over in New York somewhere, whether yeah. that be like City Field or something. Uh, but you know, it, it's weird to have two New York teams playing in Jersey. Um, don't bring up the Giants and Jets argument. I I know <laughs> it, it was on the tip of my tongue. I was thinking about it. <laughs> uh, but let me see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find the actual. Uh, the one aspect that I, I hope they do bring with it is when Pittsburgh played Philly out in, uh, mostly out in Pittsburgh, uh, the, the festivities they did the two days before the game and everything like that. Like, that was pretty cool. They had like a... Uh, well, I wonder, because that was, the one out there was, that was the, that was that the Winter Classic or was that Stadium Series? That was the Stadium Series. I and mean, even the one at Lincoln Financial was the Stadium Series. And I'll admit the the one in Philly, the the whole festivities wasn't as much stuff for kids per se than out in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh it was for everybody. So I'm hoping that they bring more of the more of the Pittsburgh um, festivities to this one. 
But yeah, when I saw uh, that, I was like, okay, oh, so what? Okay, Oh, no, I was just going to say, from what I'm seeing here, and this is per uh, at Stefan Rosner here on Twitter. Uh, and I just want to see if I know what his credentials are. Uh, he's the Islanders beat reporter for the Hockey News and for Sportsnet and NBC Sports. So he's got a couple of good uh, credentials there. So per Stefan Rosner, uh, the Devils and Flyers will be playing the outdoor game at MetLife on Saturday, February 17th. Uh, and the Islanders and the Rangers, they will be playing on Sunday, the 18th. So that looks like that's the weekend after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So okay. uh, that is going to be uh, that is going to be fun. I'm glad the the the, the Giants, the Devils and Flyers got the Saturday game. Yeah. Because uh, that kind of leaves you Sunday there to recover uh, from whatever festivities and partaking of which uh, might happen there. Um, that's not, I would love to get tickets for that, but again, I'm poor as shit, so I'm probably not going to be able to. Um, uh, l- let me help you out here. Um, that's a couple of days after Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, exchange gifts, give her like a dollar store charm or something, ask her for the tickets. Listen, this this this, <laughs> this woman does enough for me, and uh, you know has enough stuff like that. I'm not going to sit there. I mean, again, I'm going to see Metallica in August. Um, and again, that, granted, that's not just for me. It's because Einstein Kills is opening, uh, and she loves Einstein Kills. And ah, huh, Spencer, Spencer Charnis. Huh? <laughs> I know. So, uh, so it's it's not just for me. She gets a little gift out of it too. Um, well, but, I'm, yeah, I'm using the Valentine's Day excuse. Probably to get <laughs> trying to get tickets for this is uh, like I don't know. Like I, I, I'm 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 fearing that's going to become like a Taylor Swift thing. Maybe not. Maybe not as bad. But. Um, I, th- I think that might be a little hard to get. But, um, I am no. curious to see how much the tickets are going to be, though. Listen, they're probably going to be, generally, they're probably going to be, you know, uh, uh, what what they usually are for for that kind of venue. I would yeah. imagine they're probably somewhere like 250, 300, somewhere around there as the average. Closer down, you might pay more up, you know, higher up, you know, yeah. d- d- depending on what it is. And then once it hits the secondary market, that's when you're going to get to the fucking thousands and thousands of dollars because uh, fuck StubHub and fuck SeatGeek, both of them. Uh, they're not our sponsors, so oh. I can say that. <laughs> uh, you know, if you don't sponsor us uh, and, and you're kind of a shit dick company, I'm going to say you're a shit dick company. If you sponsor <laughs> us, I'll do the read, but I'm still not going to like you. Um, and, and, and that's the problem, you know, cause you see a lot of that, I guess you see a lot of the stuff with the Taylor Swift stuff, but there's, there's more than that. And there's always been more to that where Ticketmaster kind of lets these companies bots go in and buy all these event tickets, whether it is something like a Taylor Swift concert or something like that, or a winter classic event or the NBA finals or the NHL uh, Stanley cup finals, or, you know, uh, playoffs, football playoffs or whatever. Like they always let the bots in and then they immediately sell it on, uh, uh, their secondary sites for 5,000 times what the face value is. And it's like, well, then nobody can fucking go. And it's, it's, it's bullshit and Ticketmaster does nothing to stop it. So, and the problem is the only way you can get the tickets is through fucking Ticketmaster anyway. Yeah. So it's a monopoly on shit. And, you know, I can understand why Congress fucking is getting involved, although they'll do nothing because <laughs> Congress. Um, well, but the, the simple fact that our, said, our president can't even walk straight. 
Well, he can't walk upright, so that's just you know. <laughs> it's a he, he, walks, he, he walks like we used to walk out of out of the bar <laughs> after, after the shift. Yeah, you, you you stand up, you just all of a sudden just like, wow, I don't remember the floor, you know, moving so much. <laughs> Bang, and shit. Um, but yeah, so I'm interested to see what it is, what the price range is going to be, when they go on sale, and and see what we can do with that. You know, uh, again, I'm jobless, so I don't have any money. But you know, if I rob a bank by then, uh, you know, get get some cash with me, maybe I can maybe I can pull some, maybe I can pull some strings or something. But uh, there you go. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't. Hey, listen, we still know we still know Ashley. Uh, and she Very used to true. work with the devil. Maybe she still knows some people there. Maybe she can pull some strings, you know. Uh, it's, you know, never burn a bridge. So maybe she can help us out. But uh, <laughs> probably not. She had to work there in, fucking, what, 15 years or whatever. So, uh, but so, listen, any door is available. But that would be that would be a fun day to kind of just uh, uh, go out, freeze your balls off in a parking lot, then freeze your balls off in the stands. Can you imagine the fucking middle of February? That's that's the fucking that's the thing though is when uh they had the the Pittsburgh one out in Pittsburgh Pittsburgh and Philly, it was how did it go I think it was Thursday Friday was the festivities, and then Saturday was the game Thursday and Friday was like seventy and seventy five degrees in February or March yeah maybe it was March I think it was March, um and they were actually legit worried about the ice not. You know, staying. Right. But that's not. But that's not the worry when it comes to MetLife or Giant Stadium. What do you use? Because MetLife has the same shape the Giant Stadium used to. Uh, it's the fucking wind. The oh, wind at MetLife. Okay. Oh yeah. At the Meadowlands is fucking insane. It could be eighty degrees, but that wind makes it feel like it's fucking thirty. I'll, like, I'll, that's I'll tell I mean. you what. It's the same thing with with uh, Heinz Field. We were sitting on the the end zone side that the wind was coming at your face. So we were full game getting blasted. We, me and well, they're the, different because they, but that's that's the thing is because they have the open end by the river. And so sometimes you'll get that river wind and that can do that. With MetLife, it doesn't matter. It's always there and it's always swirling. Yeah. So even if you get a, like even outside the stadium, if it's a three mile an hour wind or a five mile an hour wind in the stadium, it's 25 or 30 miles an hour. And that thing's fucking whipping. Like yeah. that, you, it, it's, it's, it's just different. That's why Parcells used to always open a one tunnel door because it would fuck with kickers. It would <laughs> fuck with quarterbacks trying to throw the ball. They couldn't do it because that fucking middle ends wind would just take the ball and fucking whip it 30 fucking rows into the stands. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's, that's going to be a problem, uh, there. So in the middle of February, in the middle of the middle ends, um, that'll be something, but you know, you just wear enough layers, well, yeah. uh, you, you drink a little bit of bourbon, you know, a little something, Whiskey. a little Everclear, perhaps, or something. Fuck that uh, shit. Dude, I did a <laughs> shot. Me and my dad, we went to a Jets game. This is 25 years ago now. Uh, we went to a Jets game. I believe it was their one in 15 year. No, 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 no. It was one before that. It was earlier. Than, it was, uh, I'm sorry, later than that. It was when they were actually good, like Vinny Testaverde and shit. Oh, okay. Uh, because they used to know a guy that uh, was part of his trucking business and stuff like that. He had season tickets, and every now and then he'd give it to my dad. We'd go there. We'd hang out. They had a huge old UPS truck. They used to paint up jet colors, and, uh, you know, they'd have a whole tailgate out of there. The rule was you could never have an empty hand. It had to be full with either a beverage or food or both, but you could never have an empty hand. Uh, that stuff was great, but it was uh, late December, freezing fucking cold winds blowing we're getting ready to go in 
And the one guy's there is like, hey, you guys want to, you know, you guys want to keep warm in there. And uh, my dad's like, yeah, sure. And I think I'm like 16 at the time, 15 or 16. Okay. And my dad's like, here, you know, it'll keep you warm. Don't worry about it. Just do this. So I was like, all right. I didn't even know what the fuck it was saying to me. But little <laughs> did I know it was Everclear. So we do the Everclear. And of course you do Everclear. It's like fucking drinking straight gasoline. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, well, okay, whatever. And we went into the fucking stadium and we get to about the end of the first quarter. And I look at my dad and I say, hey, dad. He's like, yeah. I was like, pretty warm. He's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I was like, hey, all right, I get, I get it. So I get, if that's going to be a situation, that's fine. I'll just, right before the game, before we go in, I'll do a quick shot of Everclear. And I know I'll be good. I'll be good the rest of the game. Two, two liquors I will not drink before the game or any sporting events is Everclear and uh, Firewater. Fire- no, 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 no. Firewater no, is the reason why I lost Chip Kelly's hat. Here, here's here, oh, you lost your Chip Kelly hat, huh? Yeah, I had I had Firewater or what is Firewater or Fireball? Well, I've never heard of Firewater. Oh, I'm sorry, no, no, Fireball. Yeah, there is a Firewater that out cinnamon, there. That, that, yeah. that cinnamon shit. Oh, that shit's gross. Anyway, yeah. But here's the thing: I'm not telling you to fucking binge on fucking Everclear. I li- I'm literally telling you to do one shot. It's really all you can do. Yeah, true. But one shot before you go in will keep you good for pretty much the whole game. Uh, you know, and that's without drinking anything beforehand either. Yeah. That's what I mean. At that point, Everclear isn't to get drunk. It's purely medicinal. Yeah. At that point. Uh, so yeah, it's like, oh, I won't I won't drink Everclear before a game. I'm not telling you to do seven shots of it before you go into the fucking game. I'm yeah, telling you to fucking you know me. relax, have a beer or two, and then do the shot before you go. Yeah. Um, now, uh, did you say if they're naming the 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 Devils uh, Flyers thing like Winter Classic or anything like that, or is it just outdoor game? I think it's I think it's going to be a stadium series game. Because if that's the case, that's I, I hope they do what they the- they did with the the Pittsburgh uh, Flyers one, where they I think they played they definitely played two years. I think they played three for the uh, Subway Series type thing, like. Yeah, because it was one one. No, they did they did the two. They did the two? one out okay. in Pittsburgh, and then they did the one in uh, Philly. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be uh, cool. Uh, nah, fuck you. We don't need to go down to Philly. You're just you a sca- you're just a scared little bitch. I already told you, I'm I'm dusting off the the Wayne Trains jersey. I'm walking in there with my chest sticking out and take my black my black and blue eyes. It's going to be, well, listen, here's the thing. This Listen, it's only a trip up to the turnpike. Like, it's not that far Yeah. from Philly. You just, if you, When you're from Philly, you just jump on a fucking turnpike and you just drive it all the way up. Like, you literally don't get off of any other exit. Yeah. You cross the bridge, you're on the turnpike anyway. You just go all the way up the fucking turnpike, and then you're there. So there's going to be plenty of Flyer fans there anyway, you know. Um so who knows? Like, and, and you Flyer fans are always the the bad apples. So when fights happen, it's probably going to be your guys' fucking fault. Oh, but uh, let's let's not forget about the Dallas Stars. You know, ending the second period early because they were throwing shit on the the ice. But we're, we suck. Well, I don't know. Well, listen. Again, nobody was stabbed. Nobody was puked on. Nobody threw a battery. You know, like that was uh, all Phillies okay. games. And uh, and not only that, but uh, you know, like I don't know how many Philadelphia fans got down to Dallas that quickly, but you know, that was uh, <laughs> that that clearly was just a couple of bad apples there from uh, from the city of brotherly love. So, 
uh, <laughs> I think like it, it, it should be that's, fun. That's going to be your last words on your deathbed, isn't it? Uh, Philly, it'll be fun. Philly, Philly fans are just the worst. You guys, listen, you guys have a reputation and it's a reputation that you guys built up and you embraced yourselves. It's something that you guys want and have wanted. Like this is not something that is been unjustly thrust upon you. This has been something that was there and then you amplified and have tried to cultivate that image of Philadelphia. And to that point, it's worked as far as having a home field advantage. Nobody wants to go to Philadelphia. Opposing fans don't want to go there because of the history, because of the reputation that Philadelphia and Philadelphia fans have. So in that respect, it has helped to build a home field advantage, home ice advantage for your teams. So that's, you know, it, it, I, I, one aspect, it's like genius. It really is a, a, a smart move and a great move by, by the Philadelphia fan base. Yeah. But on the other hand, you can't sit there and get butt hurt every time somebody's like, well, Philadelphia fans are scumbags. It's like, okay, but that, that's, that's what you guys have, uh, uh, again, cultivated that image of yourselves. That's not, the rest of the world's fault. That's not the rest of the world saying, "Oh boy, oh like they, they, they no." The rest of the world didn't just come up with this on its own. It was like you you had the Santa Claus incident back in the sixties, uh, and then you had uh, you know the stories coming about about the three hundred level, you know at at vets uh, the old vet stadium, yeah, and stuff like that, and the Flyers games at the Spectrum, and the stories that came out from there. And while it wasn't all the time, and while it wasn't everybody. It was enough times, and then the the rest of the fan base embraced that. The teams embraced that. You know, you had the Broad Street Bullies with the Flyers in the seventies. There you, you had, go. Again, you're talking about old stories. You know, again, sixty again, years, but, years these ago. Are, these are, right, but these are still the stories that you and your fan base embrace and love and like to cultivate. Like again, this is not a case. This is about this is fifty years of the Philadelphia fan base cultivating this identity of themselves and then you guys getting pissed when people equate w that that cultural identity that you guys have with you because we don't it's do like it no like yeah we're scumbag don't come to philly we'll beat the shit out of you and then when people are like oh man those philly fans are scumbags oh why is everybody coming after philly i must be those that's like you, you can't have it both ways you can't have your cake and eat it too as it were you know, like it's it's either you guys embrace being the villains and the scumbags and the don't come to our city because we'll beat the shit out of you people, or you're the listen. We're not all scumbags. There's a couple of bad apples, but all in all, we're generally good people. You have to pick one or the other. And Philadelphia, for the last 55, 60 years, has chosen. Hey, we're the scumbags. Nobody likes us. We don't care. We fucking sing songs about it at our victory parades. Everybody can suck our dicks. And if you don't like it, we'll smash you in the fucking face. Too bad. Like, that's the identity that Philadelphia has embraced and wanted and cultivated for themselves. And so embrace that. Stop getting pissed when the rest, when the media and other fans are like, oh, God, oh, ooh, Philadelphia, oh, fans are terrible. Oh, I wouldn't want to go there. It's like, no, that's what you've done. That's what you've done personally. That's what you Philadelphians and the Philadelphia fans have done to yourselves that's nobody else's fault but yours and just because the media ran with it and then you guys embraced it more and it became a feedback loop 
That's it. So fine. That's what it is. But like I said, at the end of the day, it's been beneficial for the Philadelphia sports teams as far as it comes to home field advantage, home ice advantage, home court advantage, anything like that, because opposing fans really think twice before going into fucking Philadelphia. Hey. Like when I when I went to that Giants game with you, I was fucking hesitant. I was. And, and did you get your ass kicked? Well, no, but see, here's the thing. And this is why I, you know, was felt comfortable about it was that the Eagles that year were already terrible. They were already way out of the playoff race. And that's it. From where we were sitting, most of the section were giant fans that had bought out the tickets on a secondary market. So, like, it it was kind of the Eagles fan had given up on that season. Now, if that was the Giants and Eagles in a playoff race, if that was the Giants and the Eagles, like, last year, no, I think the tension is a little bit higher. And then especially if we're not sitting in the lower section. If we're sitting up higher, yeah, I'm wearing fucking body armor. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You know, and listen, that's just the, the, and I wouldn't be wrong. Even by your admission, you said if we were sitting up higher, there might have been an issue. Might have been. Might have been an issue. I always said might have been because I want to scare you a little bit. That's all. Uh, listen, when I saw that fucking crowd getting off scepter there, like the fucking walking dead, <laughs> that like, was, that was it awesome. gave me fucking pause. <laughs> it did. It gave me pause. But again, whether or not it's true or not, whether or not everything about Philadelphia fans that's said in the media or said by Philadelphia fans themselves, whether any of that is true or not, or whether the majority of it is or isn't true or not, the fact of the matter is is that people believe it enough and people know it enough and people then are like, I'm not going to go to Philly. I'm not going to risk that. I'll stay home. Now, again, there are incidents in many other different parks with many other different teams. I can think of the fucking Dodgers and the Giants, uh, the San Francisco Giants, as baseball is one of them, where the one guy had his fucking skull caved in by people. And, you know, listen, the Raiders were notorious when they were out in fucking Oakland. Oh, Jesus. Uh, You know, like like there are horror stories from other venues and from other teams, no doubt. But with those it's almost always an immediate rebuke from the fan base from the media from the people everything around it is like that's not us that's not who we are we're welcoming we welcome everybody we like good old-fashioned just back and forth and everything like that and blah 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 philadelphia is the one uh market where the fan base said no you know what you're right we are scumbags don't come here or we'll fuck you up that's us Trust it. Trust and believe. That's who we are. And again, that's been you guys for 60 fucking years. So at that point, like, you got to stop getting pissed off when people are like, man, Philadelphia, ugh, scumbags, they're terrible. It's like, no, that's that's what that, that, that's that's the that's the image you cultivated. Embrace that. Be the Philadelphia scumbag. Be that person, you know, and be the villain. Embrace the villain role and go with it. You guys have done it and you've yeah. done it well. You know, no, there's been no fan base that has embraced the villain role better than Philadelphia. None. Philadelphia is fan base wise, the villain across the country. There are people who don't like Boston. There are people who don't like Chicago or New York. I mean, Oh, everybody hates New York because it's a big city and it's successful. The Yankees and the Rangers and all that other nonsense. Um, you know, people don't like L.A. because it's a flashy Hollywood and stuff like that. But there's no other fan base itself that has embraced being 
fuck you, fuck everybody, don't fuck with us or we'll cut you, then Philadelphia. Philadelphia is that. That's the identity of the city, of the fan base, of the teams. Uh, so that's all I'm saying is, like, don't get upset. Don't get pissy when people are like, oh, Philadelphia scumbags. That's, that's who you are. Embrace it. I'm not that person. Um, Have I ever hit you during an Eagles-Giants game? Wait, hold on. Let me think. Getting close. We've come I was, close. I guess I had to think there about that. we met. That was how we became friends. <laughs> right, honestly, the first time yeah. we met, we almost beat the shit out of each other. Um, uh, so let's. I was, was honestly only our fandom of the of the of the Irish. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um. I saw we got, uh, speaking of the Irish, I saw we got two, at least two primetime games, Ohio State and USC, 7 o'clock Saturday nights. Right. Well, boy, looking at that, I, I, I bet you fucking NBC and Peacock are really double thinking this. But apparently, <laughs> that's a problem going on now to where they're adjusting the payment and how much they they're they're buying it for because of how shitty of a schedule they're getting yeah from the big 10 uh with all the contracts so like the big 10 had this big multi-billion dollar deal with three you know with uh, fox nbc and cbs and uh it, it looks like there were some things that weren't quite hammered out when uh, uh what's his name warren left okay. to being a commissioner of the big 10 and it seems like he just kind of left a mess. Whoever came next, he was like, <laughs> uh, I'll see you later. And now it's coming down to the brass tacks of like, okay, let's schedule. Let's see what's going on. And it's like, okay, Fox gets first choice. And also uh, the the schools themselves get to choose whether or not what games they want to have be like primetime or just daytime games. And there's a couple of them where they're like, you know, uh, like obviously Ohio State, Michigan, they want the game to be at noon. They don't ever, they're, they're not going to move it to prime time for tradition's sake. And okay. there's a lot of other schools and teams like Penn state and Michigan state, and, uh, you know, uh, other, other teams that are like, you know, we'll, we, we'd rather have these games be where they are. And they have in the contract, they can, they can say, we don't want the prime time game for this game. So now you're looking at the point where, well, Fox gets their certain amount of games and CBS gets their certain amount, and NBC Peacock gets their certain amount. But between Fox getting first dibs, and then these other teams being able to veto what games go into prime time and what don't, like NBC and Peacock are picking at scraps here. Like yeah. they got really nothing. So th there's there's like lawyers involved now and there's talk on the deal and they're trying to renegotiate the deal now to cut the price because like there's like it's a it's a thing it's apparently a huge thing i heard all this from ian rapaport uh when he was on uh pat mcafee not too long ago so that's a whole thing so when you look at that actually getting notre dame to be on prime time uh against uh ohio state yeah a, a big 10 team and then also you get usc which is starting to come back into prominence you got caleb williams who's the expected number one pick uh coming up too so he's going to be in prime time now in notre dame so i mean those are big time games so at least they have that but that's like again that's notre dame coming to the rescue of nbc yeah uh the big 10 kind of screwed them you know does this 
help or hurt the idea of Notre Dame going to the Big Ten or staying independent? I don't know, because that's the other thing. Can you imagine if Notre Dame goes to the Big Ten and then they're part of whatever scheduling there is or other stuff like that, then Fox says, no, we don't want that. We want them here, and that becomes a whole thing. So I think that's another thing to look at, too, before we all start saying, like, oh, it's a foregone conclusion Notre Dame's going to go yeah. to a conference, uh, and it should be the Big Ten. If they do go to one, it'll probably be the Big Ten. Uh, but who knows? Notre Dame fucks things up all the time. They might go to, <laughs> Notre Dame might go to the SEC if they do. If they join a conference, they might go to the SEC because fuck you. That's why. Like Notre Dame is really fucking weird. I, I, I love it, and I still love the fact that they do hold on to the independence a little bit. Um, I do think eventually they might have to join a conference, but I'll tell you what. Now with it being a 12-team playoff, after after this season, um, all of a sudden needing to join a conference kind of goes away a little bit too. Yeah, like if it was still just the four, or if they were like six, I could see like you're probably going to need to be in a conference to to get any sort of chance to get into the playoffs going forward. The way uh, the SEC and the Big Ten have kind of bloated up, like being the the basically the AFC and NFC of college football. Yeah. Uh, but now that it's a 12 teamer, like as long as Notre Dame has like a good year, keeps their schedule fairly competitive. Um, and, and again, wins some games, they can get into a 12 team playoff without having to join a conference. The only way that changes is if they make it, if, if they put in the bylaws that it is absolutely, uh, conference only yeah like if you're not in a conference you don't get in or you have to be a part of these certain conferences to get in and that's it you know and they take away notre dame's uh independent exception yeah you know like it was some stuff that's the only way i think now that you see notre dame go join a conference because i think that's i i think notre dame is kind of inching towards that way when all the other stuff started happening when when USC and UCLA decided to join the Big Ten and Oregon might join the Big Ten soon enough too. And then you have Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC and buyouts there and who's gonna go where and that blah, 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 blah. Colorado might go back to uh uh the Big Twelve from the Pac twelve because the Pac twelve is fucking dying. Yeah. And and all this other kind of stuff. Um when there was only a four-team playoff, where they were talking about expanding it to six, maybe uh, I could see where that was a, where that was a case. But a twelve-team, I think it could be an independent Notre Dame and still make the playoffs. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. We only got what uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, know, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people like you are not excited about the twelve-team playoff. I am. Um, if for anything else, I think it shuts up a lot of people about. You know who belongs where who should have been where who you know like oh this team would have been, definitely beat this this team why weren't they in there oh like last year you know it was like uh, oh usc my they could have got in and they did it or you know oh we, just why did ohio state belong in there when they lost to michigan and that you know da, 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 whatever yeah um the the great thing I think about with the 12th team now, people will still argue, but everybody will always argue about the 12th spot. Shit, we got 68 teams in a fucking basketball tournament, and people still bitch about teams that didn't get in. Yeah. Uh, 
like Rutgers didn't get in this year. And it was an uproar. Oh, Rutgers got screwed. Rutgers got screwed. There were 64 fucking teams in there. 68. I'm sorry. And people are still arguing. So there's always going to be argument about those last couple spots. But at the end of the day, you're going to have 12 teams. You're going to have them play on a fucking field. And you're going to find out who, you know, generally who it is. And if last year told us anything, it's like the best teams are going to be the best teams. Yeah. And you're going to see that difference. That's going to be there. So uh, whoever wins the college national championship will be a true national champion. Uh, Well, at least a truer one than we've ever had in the history of college football. Yeah. So how about... Before we go, you want to talk uh, Stanley Cup Finals? I'm inter- I, I like it. I, 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 like I the- think this is going to be a good series. Like I, I think this is a good matchup on both ends. We have the team that was the very last team to make it into the playoffs. And then you have the team that was the top team in the West. Uh, the only teams better than them were the Bruins, the Devils, and the Hurricanes, uh, and they were all in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so you have the top team in the West versus the team that made it in very last, but who has been a buzzsaw ever since going down 3-1 to one to Boston. They won three straight against Boston, who was a historically great team, best record in NHL history, most points in NHL history. Um, at least, you know, and, and again, you have to put the asterisk there because of the shootout, so... Uh, you know, the amount of points and wins and stuff are kind of skewed with that. Um, but still, historically, fantastic team. One and done, they were out. Then they play uh, Toronto, who was very good this year. But Toronto chokes. And, of course, they did. They beat them 4-1, to one, got them out. And then the Hurricanes, who were the number two team in the whole NHL this year, only behind Boston, and uh, fucking swept them. Yeah. Well, just, okay, gone. See you later. So that team is a fucking buzzsaw. Reminds me of the 2012 Kings, who they kind of ran through everybody. And uh, the Devils put up a fight, and then the Devils got screwed in game six. Oh, that's Stanley Cup Finals, but I'm not going to get into that right now. <laughs> uh, but along of that, but it was it was along that lines of just an absolute buzzsaw of a team. And then you got Vegas, who is just, uh, they've been a solid team all year, good team, great hockey great players again the number one team in the western conference they go through they they uh they had they were up three nothing on dallas uh and they let dallas uh uh get another game before they finally closed it out uh oh they got two games Dallas got two games and they finally closed it out in game six down in dallas uh so uh again great team solid team and and i like the fact that we're gonna have a first time stealing the cup winner i always like those kind of matchups uh, again, these are two teams that have been to the Cup Finals before. Florida was all the way back there in '96. Uh, Vegas would just happened uh, in what was that 2018? Uh, yeah. So you have these uh, uh, two teams. Vegas, I can't believe Vegas. You know they've been around for this is their sixth year. Yeah, I believe they've already been to two Stanley Cup Finals. Like that's a that's a that's a hell of an accomplishment uh, for a team. And then you even see like the Seattle Kraken this year made it to the second round. Uh, Looking good, by the way, too. Fucking love those jerseys. Yeah, uh, both teams have great. Jer- I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed with the with the golden golden knights jerseys because it looks more like mustard than uh, gold. Oh, okay. Uh, I did, I did like I the original kind of gray anthracite kind of color that they had. I thought those were nicer 
but either way, I like the Knights jersey and I love the uh, the Seattle Kraken jerseys. Like the, the two expansion teams that have happened uh, over the last six years, really killing it on the jersey market. Really good looking jerseys, good threads. Uh, but again, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a. F- I mean, again, these playoffs have been fun. So, Hockey playoffs are always interesting, always fun. I like it. Um, so before we give, and a, we're also going to get to see it. Before we give a, a prediction, um, a little okay. a little side question here: um, Is there a bigger oops than the Flyers letting Bob Bob? I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Uh, goaltender from the Bobrovsky. Yeah, letting yes. him go. Sergey Bubtit. Well, here's the thing: he was let go by a lot of them. Like he was with uh, Columbus forever. Uh, he was with the Flyers. I think he was with somebody else too. Oh, see, I, uh, I thought I thought he got released from the Flyers, went to the Panthers, and just you know reignited him. Might have been his next stop after the Flyers. I don't know exactly what his last stop was, but like again, because uh, I think he went from Columbus to the Flyers uh, in a trade. Uh, let me look that up real quick. Uh, but because I lo- I. I, I love the one thing. The I don't know if it's true or not, or whether it was just a meme with the uh, when he had the, there was the graphic bug underneath him when he was with his time in uh, Columbus, and they had his okay. name as Sergey Bubtitsky. Oh, <laughs> and that's uh, actually kind of funny. And that was always kind of fun. So let me see. Uh, where is my? You know, whenever you need information, Wikipedia's got you. Oh, you, you got to love Wikipedia. Even while you're looking that up, um, on the weekends I play uh, the Walking Dead Telltale games. Basically, you choose... Yeah, I know the Telltale, okay. yeah. They, they did and, the Batman ones. And yeah, yeah and I, I'll jump on Wikipedia, see about this character or that character, is, and they're on there. It's like, yeah, it's good information to know how to manipulate these characters. Yeah, so those are the three teams he's been on. He's been on Columbus, uh, he was on the Flyers, and he was on the Panthers. But also in those times, there were times where he went over to uh, the KHL over there in Putinist Russia oh. uh, and played for uh, SKA St. Petersburg, which is Putin's favorite team, by the way. Uh, they always happen to win a championship. I wonder why. <laughs> um, and then he played also for Middleburg Novokruzensk. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing it right. Is that the one that has the polar bear uh, logo? Because that's a really good logo. Let me see. No, they just got a big weird M. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah. So he went from the Flyers right to the Panthers. Uh, and uh, let's see there. Flyers. I go. Oh, no. Oh, I got it backwards. I got it backwards. I thought I thought he started with Columbus and went to the Flyers. No, he started with the Flyers. Yeah, that that's the big joke with the Flyers is that we let him go and he turned out to be this lights out. 2010 to 2012. Yeah, no, because I remember he played very well with uh, Columbus. Yeah. I think he won the Vesna there. Um, and then he was kind of iffy, and then yeah, he he left there. He went to Florida. Okay, that's. I hate how much man getting old sucks. Getting yeah. old sucks, man. Yeah. memory. Kids don't get old. Don't do it. Just don't do it. It's the it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, but anyway, and again, it is kind of funny because the Flyers' biggest joke is that they never have goaltending. Exactly. And you let go of somebody who's won the Vesna and now is on uh, one hell of a streak. And if, if Florida ends up winning, even if they don't, there's a question that he might pull a John Sebastian Seager in 2003 and win the Smythe 
without actually winning the cup, which, by the way, Martin Brodor should have had that uh, uh, in 2003. I didn't agree with doing it with Shiger. <laughs> Uh But, uh, again, that's a question that people are actually saying because Bobrovsky has been so amazing in these playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see both these teams in it. Somebody's going to win it for the first time. Um, I, I, Gary Bettman has got a massive erection because they're two Southern teams in hot markets, you know, so uh, all the Canadians are punching the air right now, and that's fine, you know, but <laughs> fuck Canada. Uh, the Stanley Cup's being in the United States for 30 years, and it will remain because uh, your, your, the Canadian economy sucks, and nobody likes you, uh, so go to hell. Send send the Coyotes to Quebec. First of all, they're not going to move the Coyotes to the East because no team is going to move to the Western Conference. Like Detroit has fought like hell to get to the Eastern Conference for thirty years. They finally got there. They're not going to go back to the Western Conference. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Uh, so the Coyotes aren't going to move to the East. And even if they did, Hartford has a better chance than Quebec because the Canadian dollar and especially the Canadian dollar in Quebec fucking sucks. So <laughs> there's no way. That's the other thing. Monetarily, somehow, the Coyotes are still probably a better bet for making money where they are now in the fucking mullet arena than they would be in Quebec with a 20,000-seat arena. It just it, – it's the economics of it. Yeah. Um, sucks, but it, it is what it is. Um, I, be, I bet you they probably – Houston is probably going to be the front runner. I think. If if they finally give up on Arizona, I think Houston is, is where they end up. Uh, but anyway – I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a good series. Um, who are you rooting? I'll ask you this question: Who are you rooting for, and who do you think wins? Um, actually, I'm gonna. Both of those are gonna be the Knights. I, I I've always liked the Knights from day one, uh, when when you know they first came into the league, um, and I just think they're gonna be the better team uh, between the two, just because. Like you said, the Panthers were down 0-3 to, to Boston and have basically have the momentum going through, what, about close to 15, 20 games now? Um, they won They won three straight against Boston. Okay. They went 4-1 and one against uh, Toronto and then 4. They've only lost one game since being down 3-1 to one to Boston. Yeah, but they also they played... played how many, you know, they played like... So that's eight, nine, ten. So that's 11 and... They're 11 and one in their last 12 playoffs. So, games. I mean, that, that's a lot of... That's a lot of fucking winning. Yeah. But at some point, you know, it it, it, it runs out. The luck... It's not luck, but the, it runs Ask out. the Kings in 2012. Ask the Kings in 2012. Sometimes uh, it doesn't. I wasn't into hockey yet. I wasn't... You no, know, but that's what I mean. It's, it's, but sometimes, you know, you say, oh, well, the luck's got to run out somewhere. Maybe it's not luck. Again, Bobrovsky's not lucky. He's a good goaltender. No, he I, has been. And he's it, just hitting his fucking stride. You know, like he just... When you start seeing the puck like that, when you start seeing everything like that, it's just... It is what it is. Um, but I can see how many games. What do you, What's your... What's your? What is your prediction? So, all right, I'm going to give my prediction, but I'm hoping... I'm hoping for seven games. I, I think that would be such a great series. Um, I could see this going six games. I, I could see a, like a, a, a f- you say Vegas and six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I mean I listen. I like Florida. I like an underdog story. I like a small market. Hell, I like the logo. I like the jerseys. You know, sometimes that's what I you know I depend things on. You know, uh, I like Bob Roski. 
I like the story of him. Um, I, I love the fact that they still throw the rats on the ice from all the way back in 96. You know, uh, I, 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 I do like Florida and I think they can win. I think they're a buzzsaw and I think that they can run through anybody right now. Um, I just, I like Vegas. Yeah. I like Vegas. I'm going to root for Vegas just because I like, I like, you know, I like Sin City. I like casinos. I like gambling. I like hookers and prostitutes, titties <laughs> and poker and gambling and drugs and sex and rock and roll and now hockey. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's the Vegas baby, Vegas baby, you know, <laughs> um, I like, I really, and, and I will give Vegas the benefit of the doubt, but I think it, I think you're going to get your wish. I think we go seven. I think we go seven, and I think it's a tight. So I think this is going to be a tight, tight seven games. Yeah. This is going to be uh, this. This should be fun. This should be fun. Now again, I could be wrong, and fucking Vegas gets swept. I have no idea. Who <laughs> yeah. knows what the way Florida is playing? You know, honestly, but I, think, I, I think by the end of game two, we'll know. We'll have a good idea if, if it's going to be a close seven-game series or is it going to be five and over. You'd think that. You'd think that. But again, like I said, we've seen plenty of teams go down 0-2. Like the Devils did it this year with the Rangers, you know. Yeah. Went down 0-2 and ended up coming back. Like And and at that series, you're looking at the way the Devils have been playing and the way the Rangers played, and you're like, this is four games easy. The Devils can't get out of their own way, and the Rangers are fucking scoring all over them. It was t- There was 10... 10 goals to two in the, in the opening two games of that series. And you're like, fuck, Devils weren't ready. Too young, inexperienced, they're fucked. And then they come back and win in seven games. So I I, I, I will never put the nail in the coffin until, you know, until the fat lady sings, until that clock kicks zero. Uh, I, I will not count out either of these teams. Yeah. Because you, you don't get to the finals without it earning it, without it meaning something. Same with the NBA. You know, people are saying that, you know, and based on last night, uh, you know, that Denver is just that much better and outclassing Miami. But, you know, listen, Miami didn't get there by accident. Yeah, they're an eighth seed, same as the Florida Panthers were. Funny that both Miami teams were the eighth seed and both of them (laughs) went all the way through everybody to get to the uh, to get to their respective finals. Um, But like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, uh, uh, you know, like, Oh, this they, they don't have a chance, or this team is just that much better, or anything like that. Again, the Panthers beat one of the historically best teams in the history of hockey. Yeah, they can do anything at this point. So uh, it should be fun. But I will, I'll give the nod. I will give the edge to the Knights in seven. All right. Um. So that will be our our W Energy picks. I was going to say there, you know, you know, as as we're as we're sitting here talking about this and about this, and that's that we have the NHL Stanley Cup Finals going on right now, uh, starting tomorrow, Saturday. The NBA Finals started last night on Thursday. The next game is on Sunday. Why they're taking so many games off in between? I don't know. It's the NBA. It's what they do. Uh, but that's it. Now we're we're in the thick of championship season here, and when you got to stay up with what's going on in the NHL. What's going on in the NBA, especially since they're putting the games on so fucking late? You know, 
you got to stay up. You got to keep your energy up and you got to keep your focus up to see what's going on with all these teams. Is Jokic going to have a triple double? Is uh, Jimmy Butler just going to go Jimmy buckets on somebody? Is Bob Roski going to do a scorpion kick save and save some passes? You got to be focused and ready for anything. And the only way that happens is if you're drinking some dubby. It is the best energy drink you're ever going to have, you're ever going to taste, you're ever going to use. And why is that? Because it doesn't have any sugar in it, and you don't get those jitters, you don't get that sugar crash that you get with other brands that we won't say. Some of them have like some pink-colored cows or something, something like that on it. Those things make you crash, and not only that, but they kind of smell like an open sewer. Yeah. You know, I'm not putting shade on anybody. I'm just saying, you know. When, why have that? Why drink open sewer water that's going to make you crash and burn in a couple hours when you can have Dubby that doesn't do any of that? Plus, it has neurofactor in it that goes ahead and stimulates your brain, stimulates the synapses, and keeps you going the whole time. They got great flavors. They got your beach and peach. They got that, what's the one, monkey and around or something? Monkey madness. Uh, Monkey Madness, there you go. You got my favorite, the Dub Sludge, because I'm an I'm an Apple fiend. I just love Apple. It's simply the best. They have all that stuff there. And they even have a nice little package where you can kind of taste all the different flavors that you'd like and find out which one your favorite is. You can do that if you go to W.GG. That's W.GG. Check out all the stuff they have there. You can get the big tubs if you want. You can get the little trial packs and try out what your favorite ones. They even have some merchandise there. So if you want to show that you're a huge W fan, you can show that to the world. And here's the bonus with everything. When you're ready to check out, you go ahead and you type in ST Sports 18, all caps, right there in the promo code box when you're checking out. You're going to get yourself 10% off of your order. You can't beat that, my friends. No crash, no jitters. And 10% off. I'm sorry, I just burped up some coffee. And that's the thing. I'm drinking coffee. I'm drinking all this caffeine in here. That's going to make me crash. You know what's not going to do that? Dubby. Go to W.GG. ST Sports 18, all capital letters in the promo box. When you check out, that's 10% off. Dubby, be better. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Hey, nice. Nice. That's what I do. That's <laughs> what I do. And you know what? I want everybody to understand that. When I do that, I'm not reading anything. That is off the top of my fucking dome. It I, sounds I like I'm reading that. a script. I'm not reading shit. I ain't got that on me. But you know what? W is such a good product. I memorized that. I know all that. You know why? Because it is that good. It just is. It is. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to blame me for that? No. It's good stuff. So go there. W.GG. So I think that's going to be it for the, the show. Um Slow week, but you know, like we we talked before the the show, it's a slow part of our season now. But we got the the, the Stanley Cup Finals tomorrow night. That, that one I'm really looking forward to. So that's it. We got you know we have some of that going on, and that's it. We're, we're at the part of the year now that once all this is over, once the Stanley Cup has been lifted, once basketball is done, like all we have is baseball, and then life gets really fucking terrible. Not so, really. I mean, the Oreo, Orioles are doing better than the Yankees, so life's okay. Well, well, here the Yankees have kind of turned it around, so I'll give them credit. The Yankees are kind of they're, they're kind of back on track here. That little early season slump is kind of done. They're 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 kind of back hitting their stride, so that's good to see. Um, and that's it. We got a long way to go. Like by the All Star break, the Yankees should be in first place. Yeah, uh, should be. We'll see. Who, who knows what happens? But it seems like they're back on on the right track and that's if i mean can tampa keep it up i don't know let's see maybe if they 
if if they go, oh well, we don't oh we don't have an ED sponsorship, do we? Like hymns or something? No. Maybe uh, maybe I'll contact them and I'll maybe I'll, I'll open yeah, uh, no, open conversations you to, with them. You know, start get actual you know monetary sponsorships yeah. here. You know, like we do Dubby, but I, I I don't even know what we get with Dubby to tell you the truth. But I just like doing the ad reads because they're fun. A little a little peek behind the curtains here, but yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I like to get some, uh, you know, if we get some monetary stuff, listen, I will try some free complimentary ED medications, you know, if they, uh, if they want to sponsor us, you know, get some money in here, you know, just test it out. Make sure I don't want to offer something to the people that doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, so if they offer some free products, I can test it, make sure that it doesn't last more than four hours. So I don't have to talk to my doctor or nothing like that. You know, <laughs> it's all about safety. It's a safety thing. You know what yeah. I mean? We're all about safety here. Uh, but uh, hey, hems or or what is that lemon drop or blue chew? Hey, you know, listen, doors open. So we will sponsor literally anything outside of like you know ISIS. I was gonna say like as long as it's legal. Kremlin, yeah. <laughs> outside of that, we will we will we will sponsor just about anybody. If you give us money, we'll say your name. <laughs> Stay tuned, sports. We don't have scruples. Uh, <laughs> So till next week, this is your good friend, Jimbo. And it's your boy, King. We're out. Shake it off. Just shake it off.